this episode, Brad and Dude welcome on Troy Balotnik, the creative crusader from Filmland Spirits, as we discuss his decision to jump into the whiskey industry, all while sipping on their award-winning Moonlight Mayhem Extended Cut. Tune in to hear all about it on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you like our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Check out our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to check out our bourbon shirts and buy a Bourbon Hunter Kinsey Dram. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. I'm Drew Poole. I'm joined by... Rev Ryan. And today we have Film Man Spirits and Troy Balotnik. Did I get that right? You got it perfect. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, so he's joining us today. We have no Tyler. He is in California. He might have been able to join you. Are you in California? I am. I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, he's in Anaheim. Yeah. So uh, that would have been funny. <laughs> that, would have been a, that would have been a first for us, having right. us on site like that. Um, so... Uh, I have a whole bunch of questions. I think uh, just kind of let's go ahead and start with you telling us, if you don't mind, uh, your story behind Filmland Spirits and and how it just came to be and your background as well, just coming from the, I guess that probably is where the name came from as well, but coming from the uh, the movie or Hollywood type industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start with Filmland Spirits, the company. We're, we're a pretty new spirits company launched uh, this past September. And the concept behind the company is every product we produce is based on an original movie idea that we create. And it's one that pays homage to the B-movies of the 20th century, like the mid-20th century. Big, over-the-top characters, robots, monsters, like uh, Forbidden Planet and Barbarella, those kind of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We pair that with what has turned out to be award-winning quality liquid. So at this point, all of our products have won gold medals and received you know, a lot of different praise. Um, which I'd love to go into. And um, the label for each one of our products is a movie poster painted and illustrated in the style of that mid-20th century movie posters, bright, eye-catching colors, sort of retro-style uh, pulp art. Yeah. And I then, love the label on this one that I'm looking at right yeah, now, just yeah. so you know. And we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, but yeah, no, I, I that's the first thing. And my wife is, I always say she's a package whore, uh, which means <laughs> she goes by... Goes and buys wine or vodka or whatever it is that she's drinking, food, anything. If it's in a nice package, she's immediately drawn to mm-hmm. it, and she'll. It doesn't matter what it is, she'll try it out just because it looks good on the shelf. So that that immediately caught her eye when it arrived here, and she was like, "Oh, that's really neat." And she she read the whole label. She turned around. I mean, it was so funny. She she got into that for just a second. So that's awesome. She's our she's a perfect uh, consumer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's going to want to try this now that it's open too. Um, so let's see. So my, my background, I've done a lot of things in my career, but I came out to LA, I grew up in New York and I came out to LA 30 years ago to be a screenwriter. And I ended up doing a bit of that and pretty much did every job there is to do in the entertainment business from production assistant, where I got yelled at for bringing the wrong flavor ice pops to the (laughs) director, um, you know, to, I directed stuff, produced, um, edited a lot of on air promo, all kinds of stuff like that. Along the way, became a serial entrepreneur and started, you know, a bunch of different businesses in different fields. So maybe 10 years or so ago, myself and one of my closest friends, Charlie Flint, who's one of my partners in Filmland, 
Um, he's in Atlanta. I'm in LA. So we started getting into bourbon sort of separately and together. And we started making these annual pilgrimages to Kentucky, the motherland. And so we would go and we would spend like four or five days and go to like five or six distilleries a day, like crazy people. Right. <laughs> at, at this point, we've probably been to over 70 all over the country. And um, we just fell in love. We fell in love, of course, with the whiskey, but the people and the culture and the cocktails and the lore and just all of it and the, the passion and the science and the art, everything that goes into it. And so one of one of these trips, we're driving from uh, Lexington to Louisville, and I'm staring out the window, watching the cows and the grass and all that go by. And it just hits me, and I turn to him like, we have to do this. We have to do our own brand. So flash forward a bunch of years, I'm sitting in L.A. with another friend of mine who's helping me get this off the ground. And we're banging our heads against the wall trying to figure out, you know, the concept and what we want to do. And he's a podcast host also, and he starts interviewing me. And he's like, you know, talk to me about what you're passionate about. And I start talking about writing in the movies. And he stops me. He's like, Troy, it's like the only other thing you talk this passionately about is whiskey. You got to find a way to do it together. Yeah. And sort of Filmland Spirits just came out of that. And the concept and everything just kind of snowballed and came out of that. An awesome story. I like that. One of the things that we always love about bourbon and whiskey is is the stories behind it. You know, and, and those old Kentucky distilleries, they have their own like lore and their own yeah. stories and their own things. And then you have the family, like maybe, uh, you know, distilleries that are more micro distilleries or, or things like that. But like that type of story, that organic type of story where, you know, someone has started somewhere and then they kind of took a 90 degree turn or should have taken a left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> um, you know, they, they find their way in here and then they, they, merge it with something that they already love. I, I think that's great. I, I love those types of stories. Well, how you can take two things you're passionate about, right? And make yeah. that into one. Right, right. So well, I'm, uh, I'm really good at right taking ahead. my hobbies and turning them into businesses and then ruining them as hobbies. <laughs> well, I feel like we're uh, soulmates then. In that case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, so you started uh, or came up with the concept there on that uh, podcast. Or that yeah, we, so we came up with the concept and it all sort of rolled out from there. So I enlisted, uh, you know, Charlie at that point said, you're, you know, you're doing this with me. And then we, and Charlie's got a background in the entertainment business. He and I have written together. We've written scripts together. And and like I said, we've known each other almost 30 years at this point. And then, um, we met through, you know, through the different process of raising funds and, and, you know, getting involved in the industry. We met some great people, Kristen Kilpack, our VP of sales, who's an industry veteran. She came from, um, Castle and Jefferson's and, um, and Daniel Clark, who's been in the industry for a long time. Most recently, he was at Pernod Ricard working on um, Rabbit Hole and Jefferson's and Smooth Ambler. So that's sort of the four of us are the the key team. And then we have um, Steve Canepa, who um, acts as our CFO, but more importantly, he's on our blending team. So myself, Charlie, Steve, and one other person do all the blending. Wow, nice. So, and it may, this may escape me here, but... um, when you make that decision that you want to start a business like this, you know, obviously, um, you know, there, there's probably a lot of hoops just because of the fact that it is liquor or, you know, spirits. Um, so talk about that. What, what type of hurdles did you have to kind of go over to, you know, get to the point where you're now in a bottle and, you know, able to put these labels on there and everything? Um, all of them. so um no you're right look starting i've started a lot of businesses relative to most people i'm sure probably seven or eight of them um and um 
there's always a lot of work, especially in California. Oh my gosh, the the paperwork and the you know applying for this permit and that license it's it's a lot. But with alcohol, it's so regulated that it comes with a lot of other uh, special concerns. So when we first started out, we were thinking, do we want to build a distillery in Los Angeles? And that was definitely part of the plan for for a long while. Um, it's in our future one day, but the red tape of getting that going. Yeah. I mean, you have oh, to I can imagine, for example, you have to, house, yeah, you have to have the facility and being paying rent on it Before while you're you trying to get your conditional use permit and your alcohol. Right. So you could be paying rent for two years, you know, which in LA is not cheap before you ever <laughs> find out whether you're going to be allowed to do it. Right. So we've, we've heard about that. We've heard of stories of that where people have had to even get like the Vendome, yep, you know, the still. Uh, the, the still before they even get, you know, the, their actual DSP yeah. approved. Yep. Yep, that's just, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Right. So, so, so that being the case, so what did you decide to do then? Are you are you uh, sourcing? Are you contract distilling? Or what are you guys doing? Sure. Right now we are sourcing. So we have you know our alcohol license, which we got as a. I mean, it's boring in California. Seventy five different <laughs> kinds of alcohol licenses, and we've actually yeah. changed a couple of times depending on how our plan has changed. But we have a. a, a a type five license, which lets us be a supplier of alcohol, right? And do all the things that we do. Um, but we are sourcing and we're proudly sourcing. I mean, I'm, I've been a fan of, of a lot of different source products. And as you can sure. tell myself, and Charlie, we're giant whiskey nerds. So this is, you know, super passionate about this. Well, I and mean, I have no sure issue with sourcing. Know, in the last, you know, six years or so, that's just become the, you know, gone from being such a uh, taboo thing, taboo yeah. thing to such a new norm, uh, like, yeah, almost a, right. a norm or even an accepted thing or even a, a sought after thing yeah. for the most part. And so many good products out there. Yeah. Right. And so, um, like on the front of our bottle, like the, like I said, it's a movie poster. If you look at the bottom, it looks like the credits at the bottom of a movie poster yep. and it says produced on location in Kentucky. And we're, we're big on transparency, so we're not trying to fool anybody. So sometimes that confuses people. We are, we're from, our, our current products are MGP. Yeah, we source okay. them from MGP, right? And then we bring them into Kentucky and we age them further. And then we do all the blending and bottling in Kentucky. So it's sort of like the way you go out and you, you find the best location to produce a movie. We're finding the best location to do everything for that particular product. So we, we've built up an inventory of barrels that are not just from MGP. We're also in talks to do some contract distilling. So we're looking at, at doing all of it and, you know, one day maybe have our own distillery as well. But that's, you know, way down the road. Sure. And I love how, you know, that that uh, almost like the, the merging of the two worlds is almost uh, like it was meant to be, you know, like mm -hmm. on location, you know, finding, fi oh, like yeah, finding yeah. the best shooting locations, you know, best uh, aging locations. That's that's kind of neat. I like how you've uh, tied all that together when you're talking about it. That's thank, that's thank pretty you. cool. We, we try so, we try and avoid getting punny. Right. But there are <laughs> there are like Sometimes what, you can't what, help it. what we're going to talk about, Moonlight Mayhem extended cut. Right. That word cut applies to film and it applies to, to whiskey. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of overlap there. An extended cut for us is just, you know, it means more. Just like in an extended cut of a movie, you get the director's commentaries or deleted footage. Right. For us, it means more. It means more proof. So if you see a product from us that says extended cut, it's our cast strength or our high proof version. All right. So, I mean, good segue. Like that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Good segue. So we in front of us today, we have the Moonlight Mayhem. This is the uh, extended cut. So it's the uh, and it's the purple uh, label. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit and how it came to be and any story you have behind it. I know there's a whole bunch on the back, but um, you know this one uh, it says aged in white American oak from Kentucky, 57.5 percent or 115 proof. So go ahead and uh, 
kind of introduce us to that? Tell us the story behind this particular bottle. Sure. And so in addition to having, you know, the poster in this movie concept, we, you know, we have our taglines, right? A blockbuster in every bottle or stories you can drink. And the idea is every one of our products is this story. So when you go to our website, there are script pages and trailers and soon to be storyboards. And there's just a lot of content around the story of, of Moonlight Mayhem. So Moonlight Mayhem is a, um, we always say it's a saga of werewolves and bourbon. And it's sort of a Romeo and Juliet with fangs kind of story about a world that's just like ours, but the dominant species on the planet are werewolves. And humans are a minority and they're kept off to the side and controlled. You know, humans must be supervised at all times kind of thing. And um, one of, uh, you know, a human guy, you know, young guy in his mid 20s or whatever, he sneaks out of, you know, the human neighborhood and he goes down to where the wolves party at night on Hollywood Boulevard. And he gets a job working in, you know, as a, as a busboy in the Wolves bar and sees this woman across the bar and is just like instantly in love with her. And of course, she's a werewolf and she's the sister of, of the leader of the pack. And, you know, so it becomes this Romeo and Juliet love story kind of thing. And they have to, you know, sort of escape the life. I think West Side Story is what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you've gone all in and you have trailers on your website and everything. I didn't realize that. Like, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go get on the website well, and I want to see these trailers. I love, I'm a big know. movie person. Yeah, so. me too. And I, to me, it's, I, I don't know, there's something that keeps you engaged more than just with the bottle. Yeah. And I think, what is it? Uh, is it, what's the wine brett 13 crimes or something or whatever oh, yeah, there's one 19 crimes, yeah. 19 right. 19, crimes. Okay. Yeah. i don't drink wine so i just see it myself <laughs> but i know there's a story behind them so like mm -hmm. something that keeps you interested longer than just the open bottle yeah. and i mean for us bourbon's a way of uh communicating talking just you know spending time together you know uh sharing stories basically and i feel like that that's what you've kind of encompassed here with with this brand and as a, to me it's pretty cool i've i've been Pretty excited about this. Yeah, we, we this, scheduled this a while ago, but yeah. we had a whole bunch going on at the end of the year. But I've been pretty excited about this interview just because of the way this has been set up. So I mean, there's characters on the side of the bottle. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if there's any story behind the characters. If you've just totally generated these out of you know your own mind. Yeah, these are um, so the left side of the label is all about the story, right? There's a synopsis of the movie, mm -hmm. and then there's the bio of the main characters yeah. with their pictures, like their profile pictures. The right side of the label is all about, you know, the award-winning great liquid. It's like who's making it, where it's from, you know, the mash bill, what it's made of, everything in detail is on that side. So you get, we, we're trying to make sure, you know, like I said, transparency and get a, a little bit of everything. But the characters are completely, in the case of Moonlight Mayhem, the characters are completely out of my brain. Okay. I just, um, <laughs> we had another name for the product, uh, which for trademark reasons didn't work. <laughs> and so we changed it. We're actually happier. We think this name is, is better. But when I fir we first came up with that name, that name kind of informed us of a story. Uh, and then I just sat down one day and wrote a treatment. So uh, if you guys are not familiar in the movie business, a treatment is like a three, four, five, maybe 10 page um, write up of the plot of the movie. Executive so summary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, before you write a script, a lot of times you write a treatment and then it becomes your roadmap for writing the script. Uh, so I wrote a treatment or like a three page treatment of the story and the characters just, you know, and their names and who they are and what they do. Everything just sort of came out of that process. So what I think of as a treatment is in the movie Get Shorty when uh, they're sitting down with uh, with uh, Danny DeVito and they're there mm -hmm. to try to sell him on one movie. But then they end up talking about the, uh, the, the what are the Shylock, Charlotte, Shylock. 
whatever, so. whatever the, right. the word yeah. is. And they end up basically creating a movie as they're sitting there on the couch. That's kind of what I mean. And I don't know if that's exactly the same, but it's to me, that's what I kind of think of as a treatment. But right. Well, that's, you know, there's in Hollywood, there's all the, there's the elevator pitch. Tell me, you know, in two yeah. sentences, 30 seconds, tell me what your story is, that kind of thing. That scene you just described, I've lived that. I, I love that movie. That is like yeah. honestly, that's one of my favorite movies. I just from the editing, uh, you know, to the to the story itself. I just think it's it's outstanding. I love that I think, movie too. Yeah, I mean, and I've noticed that uh, complete complete segue. But Archer, uh, I've noticed one of my favorite movies ever of all time from from an editing standpoint, just because of the way they edited things together was uh, the Fifth Element. So like I love how they would be in the middle of talking about time. one thing and and like the sentence they would cut to would go right into the next scene of of right. somewhere else completely different topic. Mm-hmm. But but somehow they managed to edit it to the way where like that sentence led into the next you know scene. Archer does that nonstop. It's crazy. They'll be in the middle of it and the the next scene finishes the sentence from the scene before and it's just crazy. Um, I don't know if you ever watch Archer, but it's it's. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you, I I love Archer. Just I, I've been it. told that I am Archer is what I, <laughs> and, and I'm, so I started watching it cause I had never seen it before. And I just, I just, uh, binged, I think 11 or whatever, 12 seasons that it is so far <laughs> in like a month and a half. Right. So, I I'm behind a few seasons cause I've been busy launching a whiskey company, but, um, <laughs> years ago I ended up in the hospital for some surgery or whatever, but I had to lay in bed for like five days straight. And all I had was my iPad and Netflix. And I, at the time, I think it was five or six seasons of Archer. I just binged it. That's all I did was watch it. <laughs> it is so good, and it's rewatchable, yeah. and it's oh, and the, it's so snappy. Like the 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 uh, dialogue, it's just crazy. I love witty yeah. things like that. Yeah, just, and it's all like sexual innuendos, and yeah. it's nonstop, man. It's, it's oh, so it's completely. It's that I try to explain to people like it's so inappropriate. But it's, yeah. that's what makes it funny. Like we're all in on the joke. It's it's inappropriate. Nobody should ever speak this way in real life. <laughs> but but there, it's making fun of the world and itself for yeah. for that. And it's it is so it funny. does a good job of uh, putting a magnifying glass on the world. And uh, but yeah, and they're always drinking bourbon, which is another part that I just, I just love. <laughs> so uh, so back to Moonlight Mayhem here. We've got uh, Tommy Dawson, uh, Syl Sylvain Saxon, and then I'm assuming maybe her brother Slate Saxon. Yes. Um, those are the three main characters on this, and and there's a little QR code on the uh, on the side of the bottle. Does that lead to the website and that specific? Yeah, that'll take you to the website and, and get you into that story. And and like I said, the script pages. You can download the movie poster. You can buy the movie poster. You know that kind of stuff. Okay, so we're 20 minutes into this. We haven't nosed. We haven't tasted anything. <laughs> so let's introduce the bourbon here again. This is a cask strength bourbon. Um, this one is, and I'm reading because it's all made out to look like a, a, a movie poster. So I'm trying to, to break down and find all the stuff on here. But it says 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley. It's a number four char, uh, small batch. Um, let's see what else. What else am I missing here? Um, it's got your name on there and everyone else's <laughs> name. Yeah, Steve, Charlie, um, and 21, 21 and plus is what it says. Like for PG, oh, like okay, like PG yeah, yeah. Radar. That's pretty cool. That is good. Um, you so, put a lot of time and like thought into all of these like little minute details. Yeah, and I love it. it. It's, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, we're 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 detail guys. Like when you asked me earlier, the obstacles I had to go overcome to launch the company. It's just you know I'm a very detailed um, person. My close uh, coworkers would call me anal. Um, but I, <laughs> I like I before I do anything, I just I research the hell out of it. 
and plan every little step so I can, because I know no matter how much I do that, there's still going to be things that go wrong and still things I can't anticipate, but I can cut those down by being ultra prepared. And then on the creative side, we just love it. It's fun. Like all those little things just came out of, you know, conversations or brainstorming or just sitting and daydreaming. And, you know, it's just fun to have all that in there. No, that is, I mean, to me, that's what I, when I do anything creative, that's almost the most fun part about any process is that creative part leading up to whatever the finished product is. Um, let, let's talk about the actual bourbon here. I know we've talked about the bottle and just, we always like to add sometimes our review of the bottles yeah. and the glassware and the labels and stuff. And I'll tell you right out of the gates, this is one of those ones that's immediately going to, to, uh, grab your eye on oh, a shelf at a store. Absolutely. But also the bottle itself is, I don't want to call it ornate, but it's almost like a, maybe like an art deco. I, I don't know if that's the it's right. Not, it's not almost like that. It is like that. that okay. that's <laughs> All right. You're actually was, the first, first person who said that to me without me having to say it to them. So I love it. Wow. All right. So good some job. of those classes yeah. in college paid off. So. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. But there's just something about it that makes me feel like, and and I honestly feel like this is a bottle that you would see in like a 50s movie. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And and like, so everything about it, like you said, all those little details from the movie poster looking like a, to me, a 50s, you know, monster movie um, to the glass and the bottle looking like that to the, even the cork and everything about it just to me looks like something from that era. Um, yeah. So that's, it, it congratulations was, on that. Cause that all looks good and it's all tied together. Thank you. And, and it was, you know, the bottom, the bottle is uh, custom, you know, completely designed from scratch and exactly meant to be, to have an art deco style to it along with various elements of the movie making world. So if you look at, you mentioned the closure, it's sort of a combination between a film can excuse me, in a film reel. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then the bottom element, the embossed bottom element, the whole bottom of the bottle is a kinetoscope. Like that first Edison, you know, horse running in a circle movie that he created. That's what those are meant to represent cells of film. That's cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. And I always say about the bottle, it's like when you go into a movie theater, like an art deco movie theater out here in in LA, we still have a a bunch of classic movie theaters where you walk in and you just, you know, it's stunning and it looks like it's from the thirties or forties. Everything that surrounds the screen, you know, the proscenium, it's all that style. What comes up on the screen is the star, and it could be a cartoon, it could be a romantic comedy, it could be an action movie. So the star is surrounded by this beautiful, elegant art deco. So that's kind of how we look at this. The star is the liquid and the movie poster surrounded by this elegant art deco bottle. I like it. I like it. Me too. That's a great story. Just all of it. I love that. (laughs) Seriously. So let's nose this. Okay. So this over here, even though we do look similar, he does have a, a much better nose for smelling than I do. Uh, so we call him the people schnoz, but uh, I'll let him take first crack out of here. The first thing I get is cherry. Yeah. Cherry jumps out at me. Yeah, I get cherry like crazy. It's a, it's it's definitely got that dark cherry kind of. Uh, yeah, dark cherry. Uh, Maraschino. Uh, Luxardo. That's the word I'm looking for, Luxardo. Luxardo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get that for days that's that's the first thing that hits me in the nose yeah like at the end of an old-fashioned when there's like you eat that cherry at the bottom yeah that's what it reminds me of yeah now after that kind of dissipates to me some of the corn you know um i feel like some of that corn actually comes through just very uh very briefly at the end so it, i mean it smells like a bourbon which is yeah. good that's a good that's a good start so i'm gonna go ahead and jump into this and i don't know if you've got any there with you but uh, i do Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Join us. 
Ooh, very All nice right. mouthfeel. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's mm. I wouldn't say it's like crazy viscous, but it definitely has a nice viscosity mm-hmm. to it. And it's got a nice lasting finish, which could be the, the cast strength, but I don't think it is. It's almost uh, like that rise kind of taking hold a little bit. That's um, that's good, yeah. So for 115 proof, right? Is that what we said? Yes. Uh, 115 proof, yeah. That's um, I would say that it drinks probably closer to like a like a Weller Antique from a proof perspective, like a yeah. 107, something yeah. like that. So it's not harsh by any means. Like yeah, it's not a it's not a bad 115 proof. It's a nice, yeah, easy drinking 115 proof for me. Man, there's like a. There's a cherry I'm getting on the back of my palate too. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a medicinal cherry or what it is. Almost like the uh, what's the lozenge? Uh, oh, like a Luton's cough Luton's drop. Almost, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. See, I'm not. I'm not interjecting because I don't like to lead the witness when it comes to tasting. <laughs> and I'd right. rather you not. But, actually, I'd like yeah. us, you know, to get there on our own, and then you throw on some things that we might just be missing. Yeah. I do feel like uh, a lot of times suggestion may not necessarily Ooh, chocolate now so yeah. now it just took i don't know if it was a second drink finish it was on the yeah. back end for me and i haven't had anything to drink today right so going straight into a 115 you know that initial like visceral reaction some of those flavors can be masked by that um, but that second drink that i had man a lot mm. of chocolate came through on that one yeah and it was almost on the back end of the mm-hmm. at the finish of it i got almost like an explosion of chocolate um but I am still getting that cherry. It's almost like a chocolate cherry, yeah, chocolate covered cherry, or something like that to me. Um, but now it's not. It doesn't seem as medicinal to me anymore. I agree. It was that, that first drink where it felt more like yeah, that medicinal and that could have been cherry. just that visceral reaction to me. But no, this is good. It's uh, it's always good to me when a when a bourbon or any type of whiskey, the second drink gets better than the third drink and then it just kind of mm-hmm. keeps growing on you as you as you drink it and i feel like that's what uh this one's going to do with each drink has a still has a very good tongue coating and that's a big thing for me yeah i don't like when a drink finishes too quick when you drink it you taste it and it's gone you know i like to have that that lasting flavor that viscosity even though it may not just be like viscosity but that lingering flavor on my tongue and this has that that's great <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you first of all yeah, I was. I'm wondering. I was just wondering. Did did you read the tasting notes? Because oh my god, no, I, I didn't, I didn't no. either. No, I did. Chocolate I just, covered cherries is what I always say. That's, that's, that's literally from day one what I've been saying to people. So you you nailed it. That's right there on the label too. Yeah, I just I was too busy. This reminded me like of American Graffiti or something when I very first looked <laughs> yep. at it. I don't know why. Um, oh, it's 1950s. It's definitely it's that same. Yeah, era. yeah, and uh-huh. so just. I was actually stuck in, in in the label more than anything, or the the movie poster. So, to me, it immediately reminded me of the werewolf movies. You know, like, oh yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Or like yeah. the the movie or the uh, Michael Jackson thriller, almost. Oh yeah, something. like oh, the, way they're running, yeah. the way they're running away from the people in the background. Yep. I know that's zombies, but you know, just kind of yeah. To me, that's the the vibe I was getting was mm-hmm. kind of neat. Um, so Brett, you mentioned uh, the finish, mm-hmm. and you know when we were blending this. We did. We were trying different proofs and different ratios and all of that. And we have moon, you're drinking Moonlight Mayhem Extended Cut. We have Moonlight Mayhem, which is a 94 proof version of the same blend, right? Which is which is you know the, the regular product. But when we put this uh, Extended Cut together and we tasted it, we were like you know we were been tasting a lot and we were doing a lot of different things and we tasted it and then we started talking about something else and like a minute and a half, two minutes later, I turned to you know the team and I was like, Are you guys still tasting new things? 
<laughs> I'm like, there's something, but it just kind of keeps going and going and changing from chocolate to yeah. wood back to a little bit of sweetness. And I just, I was like, that's it. This is cool. The finish on this is amazing. And we just, we stopped there and we said, this is it. This is the one. And that's what, that's what I love about, and I know I bring this up a lot of times, but like when people will talk about, uh, and I know blends has its detractors and it's, and it's fans, but like you have people that say, oh, if you just want to, you know, uh, have blends just by ancient, ancient age, you know, 10 star, which, you know, on first drink, I think they're very, very similar, but as you keep drinking the blends, it starts to get a little bit more depth to it, a little bit more complexity to it. And the, the ancient, ancient age, 10 star just kind of starts to fall off. And I know that that's a, a very, very minimal kind of, I guess, comparison here, but I like bourbons that as you keep drinking it throughout the evening or, you know, if you put a nice pour into your glass and by the time you get to the bottom of that glass, you want more because it's still doing things that you're like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't get that the first drink or the third drink or whatever. And this is one of those. I I think this is a great blend. This is a good, this is a good uh, bourbon. The mouthfeel in this is great. Like, I'm so big on that. Like, that can – something can have great flavor, but if the mouthfeel is not there, I'm like, I don't want it. Yeah, that's, and your, this, that's your big thing. This is. That's seriously, and I, I feel like whatever. Um, but it's – I love the mouthfeel in this. It's really good. Glad. That's important to me, too. That was, that was a big part of it. Like, when we started the blending process, I laid out, you know, what I thought my goals were, and each of the team did, and mouthfeel is always, always important to me. And I've learned, like, a lower entry proof gives me that, that mouthfeel that I want, so I've – I mean, obviously you probably don't know, but I'm very curious. Like the entry proof on this was probably lower. And so this is a, well, a great product. I mean, if it's MGP, if that's what this is, then they might be just from a economics perspective using as high of an entry yeah. proof as they can. But they it may doesn't not. taste like it because usually they don't have this. Well, and, and yeah. one of the reasons that you get that lack of viscosity from a higher entry proof is because then by the time they proof it back down, mm-hmm. they've added so much water to it right. that it's not as viscous. Now, if this is cast strength, then that's, you know, you still yeah. can have that viscosity. So sometimes in a cast strength, that entry proof doesn't make a difference right i'll, I'll um, tell you the entry proof on this as with almost all mgp is 120 yeah i was going to say it, probably pretty high yeah after four years it was down to about one where it is now 115 because this is cast strength this is yeah you know we blended i think eight barrels to make this batch oh wow and those barrels after they blended were batch. sitting there at, at 115 and um and that's where we bottled it we had oh, no water great. to this I didn't know if you proofed it to 115 from something, but that's great that that's like kind of like uncut, you know, how yep. it blended. Yeah. yeah now the night, the regular Moonlight it. Mayhem is proofed down to 94. Because with mm-hmm. that with that product, we said, look, we we're whiskey nerds, we're bourbon nerds, and we love high proof stuff. But we wanted we wanted to create a a product, a bourbon that would appeal to new bourbon drinkers because we think our yeah. labels are going to attract a lot of new drinkers at least new bourbon drinkers, but also have enough complexity in it that a seasoned drinker is going to enjoy it, you know, as well. But this cast strength, we made this, you know, for us, yeah. for, for guys <laughs> like you, for guys like us who like, I want to sit here, I want to sip on this neat. I want something that is complex with a lot of flavor and a lot of, you know, just finish and all kinds of things going on. In it. I can no, see lots of good. bar owners wanting this like in their bar. Just, you know, just flashy. Oh yeah. That, I mean, I just think it just grabs your attention. Like if, if I were a bar owner, I would be like, I want that on my shelf. It just looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I, to be I, honest, I like I, that. And I think you should tell every bar owner, you know, 
Well, and to be to be fair, I've had this now I think since November, mm-hmm. and it's been sitting dead center in my back yeah. uh, shelf. And I've got a little uh, speakeasy, speakeasy hidden mm-hmm. room in the back that holds all my bourbon, and I've got a little uh, set of uh, cabinets and a and a counter, and it's been sitting dead center because it's just it's a tall bottle, and it's a nice, colorful, just catch your attention bottle. So it's just been sitting there looking pretty for about a month and a half, two months now. So, um, yeah. One thing I will say is we don't ever open these bottles until the day of the recording and we don't. So like our reaction to this stuff, and if you've been listening to our podcast, you already know this, but our reaction to these things that are sent to us are the day of like at the moment we're drinking it. It's the first time we've had any of it. Yeah. We didn't have this. So this just opened it right before you joined and uh, we poured it, let it sit for about, maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. before we uh, it's no it's because it was 20 minutes into the episode before we even <laughs> yeah so it's probably 30 minutes of Total. sitting in the glass before we uh before we even touched it but this is our first reaction to this and this is our first taste of it um i'm sold i like this and yeah. uh, i know there's more to your story so i don't want to cut that off but as far as availability is concerned i have two questions i guess availability sure. state statewide like how many are you in but then also you said eight barrels so after those eight barrels, I want to know what your yield was as far as bottles, but also what you do when those eight barrels are done. Is Moonlight Mayhem done, and you move on to the next no. movie? Okay. No. So, so a so, lot of questions there. Right. I'll say, <laughs> right. I'll try and go in reverse order, and when I forget the first one, you'll have to remind me. Um, I've already forgotten all of them, actually. So um, uh, yeah. no, we. I'm kidding. Okay, we so. we um, each batch is going to be eight to ten barrels. This one was eight. But we actually blend multiple batches in the same blending session. So if you look on the label, you'll see it's a it's batch uh, probably ME01, okay, which is okay. Moonlight Extended 01, and then each yeah. batch is named. So in that credit section on the label, you'll see this batch is called Love at First Bite. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so when we go on to the second batch, it'll have a different name as well. Okay. Um, we we shouldn't we, have opened this. This is ME01. I know. I know. This is 01. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I have bottle number one here on the shelf that I, I, wow. oh, I that's cool. it's in my whiskey vault, but I have to be very careful. I don't accidentally open that one. Right. Cause that <laughs> one's meant to, uh, to stay there. Um, but, uh, we, we just, you know, we go on and the next batch will have a, a different name and we've got a lot of different names and the names all have to do with the story. Something about, you know, the character. I, I feel like, I think batch number two of Moonlight Mayhem is Sylvain's, um, Sylvain's cut. I forget now what we named it, but. It's uh, you know, it's all related to the characters or That's the story. Cool. I don't um, uh, see this bottle lasting very long. <laughs> so, good. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm gonna so where do you ship to again? <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. That was nicely done. Yeah, so that was the that was a good segue, Brett. Um, so all right, so we're available for local distribution in California and Kentucky. So we we purposely okay. started that way, the home of the movies and the home of bourbon. Yeah. We wanted to be in both. That's good. And then. We're available to ship from filmmanspirits.com to about 36, 37 states. Oh, and also Ohio from reserve. not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, Ohio is not. Uh, nobody seems to ship there. No, uh, we're, we're not allowed to receive liquor shipments here. Right. I but mean, it's unless right. it's like a free shipment from a like a sample like this, uh, that's fine. But you're not allowed to purchase and have shipped to Ohio. Right. Well, Make if you're in the right the state and you can drive across the bridge to Kentucky, we're in tons of places in Louisville and Lexington and Bardstown. Yeah. Okay. Kroger, well, that's good to know. Kroger, wine and spirits yeah. all over the state. All right. Um, 
And then uh, reservebar.com also ships to about the same number of states. So available from both of those places. There are a bunch of places in California that carry it that also have online business that will ship to uh, a variety of different states. So if you go to our website, there's a store locator and you, it'll tell you whether they, you know, what products they have and where uh, they ship. That's good. Okay. I, I'll tell you what, I mean, through that later, <laughs> we've had a lot of, uh, I don't want to call them startups. That's my industry, but like micros and, and I guess the craft craft. We're or, a startup. Yeah. I mean, you're a startup technically, I yep. guess. Um, we've had a lot of them on our show. That's what yeah. we tend to lean toward as much because mm-hmm. we are a smaller podcast. And so we want to give those people a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, yeah, press, get their product, you know, and, yeah, share their product, share their product. And we've had some, we've had some misses for sure. We have, and we've had some really good stuff, but this is definitely, this I, is one of the best we've had. Yeah. Of, I, I of will say that as show. well. Thank and you. that's not like you can listen to the other episode. We don't say <laughs> we don't that. really volunteer that. Well, no, I appreciate it. Look, this, this has gotten a lot of praise, which I'm so thankful for long before we ever put it on the shelf. It won a gold medal from the San Francisco world spirits competition. That's right. Cool. And then yeah. right at the end of the year here between Christmas and new year's, um, we found out that we were rated 93 out of hundred by whiskey advocate in their winter oh, edition, nice. which puts us tied for third out of 160 whiskeys they rated in their winter edition. Wow, so that's we were good. super excited about that as well. So it's, it it gets a lot of. I've had, I can't think of anybody who hasn't enjoyed this, on some level or another. And and here's the thing, like I know you're you're sourcing at the moment and thinking about contract distilling and potentially at some point in the future opening your own distillery or or doing your own distilling. I should say, I. One of the things I'll say is it takes. Talent might not be the right word, but something. It takes, you know, a nose or a, a tongue, I guess, to do blending and figure oh, out yeah. where that's going to be. I mean, one of the other places that I think does a great job with that, um, that we've had actually on the show, they're probably one of the other ones that I would really, really praise highly is Smoke Wagon. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, they do a great job. Plus, he's a he's just a character in, right. in and of himself. You could probably do a movie poster of, his, <laughs> of just him. Right. Uh, being some sort of standalone guy, but like uh, handlebar mustache right. and like dueling uh-huh. pistols. But but that's what I mean. Like I think if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Right. And I don't think it's easy because I know I probably couldn't do it. Um, at least not with any type of uh, accuracy. Where maybe I might stumble onto something. So when you come across a place like this or a smoke wagon or or whoever that that seems to get it and seems to understand how that blending process works and how to come up with a good product. I, I think that's a good thing. And I think there's something to that. Um, so I'm, I'm giving a compliment if that wasn't clear. <laughs> no, um, it, was, it was clear. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, great job on this. I mean, this is, this is outstanding. I, I am really enjoying this. And the fact that it's batch one, um, you know, that's of this particular one. It, so that being said, what else do you have available? And uh, like other like Moonlight Mayhem's one, obviously. And I see another sure. poster back over. And I was right going to ask about that the green poster. Yeah. yeah the okay. Green so one. we have Moonlight Mayhem, the regular edition, ninety four proof. That's the RNG red yellow label. And then Moonlight Mayhem extended cut, the purple label that we've been drinking. Both bourbons, both the same mash bill. Okay. Just different proofs. Uh, the the green poster that you're looking at over my shoulder, that's Rise of the Robots. Serve the drink, save nice. the world. Nice. So Rise of the Robots is our rye. It's a 94-proof 94, 94 rye. 
Um, this is a story about a future where technology has been outlawed. And a fallen technology titan builds an army of robotic bartenders to take over the world. And our heroine, Courtney, bartender turned action hero, has to save the world. Right? It's uh, those big, over-the-top stories, literally robots, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And um, I have here. If you guys can see, I have a bottle. I know your listeners can't see it, but they can go to our website and I check can, it out. I yeah. can take some screenshots and maybe post this. That's that's right. good. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's you can great. also we're we're all over. We're on Instagram at Film on Spirits and Facebook at Film on Spirits, and so you can see images of the bottles. You can watch the trailers on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'm gonna have to follow. I'll be subscribing right after the show. Exactly. Because <laughs> awesome. I love that stuff. This, this was actually the first uh, label we did. So even though the products all came out on the same day, we did this many months in advance. Of the other ones, because this idea was just the the very, you know, like within seconds of saying we should do movies and whiskey together, I said, originally it was called Rise of the Robot Bartenders, and then we took off the bartenders because it didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? but, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of words. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, so, B-movies have like a rhythm to them, the titles, like Attack yeah. of the Killer Tomatoes, right? right? Yeah. Oh, so I, that, that's why I, Rise of the Robot Bartenders had that rhythm, but no, it did. I, I was out right. we it's had like to take a, it off. Yeah. <laughs> But it the the label or the movie poster or whatever you want to call it that I is it Barbarella is that is that the right word yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the kind of feel I I see yeah I she's wearing a lot more clothing but more clothing, yeah. <laughs> but like I kind of get that kind of feel like you know like a look over the shoulder kind of yeah. uh, I don't know I. That's what I see immediately. I'm sure that if I look through some of those other things, I could probably come up with some other stuff. But that's the immediate think that I, I get. I, I see it as well, 100. 100%. Yeah, when when we and eventually we'll put some of this stuff on our website and on social media. But we spent two years developing this before we launched, and so our very early concepts when we were raising money and and you know proving this all out, I was using you know existing movie posters to mock up this stuff. Yeah. And so Barbarella, Forbidden Planet. Do you guys know the movie Forbidden Planet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and Robbie the robot. It's got the robot on yep. the poster carrying the woman, you know, who's passed out or whatever. Just that was a very classic kind of, you know, mid 20th century, although that's a little, you know, 50s, 60s, whatever <laughs> kind of feel. And so for a very long time in all of our, you know, pitch decks and all that, it was Rise of the Robots had a picture of Forbidden Planet on it, <laughs> just to, you know, give the feel and the yeah, idea. Yeah. No, I think I you guys are nailing it from that perspective like the feel it, you know if you're going mid-century the feel is there you, you guys are nailing that so so let's talk about that who's who designs the labels i know you have ideas for it, but who actually comes up and and does the labels is it one of you or are you sourcing that out to someone right sure so 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 far I mean, we're we're a very collaborative team, but in the beginning, you know, this was this was me and 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 one of my other uh, partners, Rick, doing all this. But so I I would go into Photoshop and I would create the concept. So I would I would very mock cool. it up using found elements. So you know, not Forbidden Planet, but now I would just go grab images and stock photos and yeah. cut and paste and edit and draw and do whatever to get an idea. And I I did you know probably seventy different ones at you know developing these labels especially on moonlight mayhem and then once we got to something we thought was good then we we did each label different ways one of them we worked with an agency uh who then brought in an artist and then on one of them we actually just brought in the artist directly and i just worked directly with him giving him you know feedbacks and notes and just sort of collaborating that's cool so i love that i love that kind of uh you know the way that all comes about, I, I don't know. There's something about that for me that 
the artistic side. I I have a shirt business, so I mm-hmm. a lot of uh, borrowing that happens. <laughs> when I, like I, I made an Archer shirt, for example, that's actually in the in the uh, vein of a. Uh, you saw it that the other night, right? It I was, feel like I did. I had it on at the uh, chili cook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's basically in the vein of like a, a bourbon shirt. Uh-huh. And it's Archer, and it's the it's the bourbon he's drinking every every episode. It's like Old Bunham or something like that. Or right. I, I don't remember what it is right now. Oh, I, want, I want one of those. Well, <laughs> so. I'll send you one. I'll send you one, and I'll send you a uh, Bourbon Hunters uh, Kinsey. Oh, thing. yeah. I'll just All have right. to get your address, but I, I will send you one. I, All right, I'll have to get you guys some T-shirts too. We got Rise of the Robots <laughs> T-shirts, and oh, I'll wear that. I'll wear yeah, that absolutely. That. Yeah. But no, seriously. Uh, one of the questions I had for you is you talked about trailers. Do you actually go out and hire like actors and actresses and stuff to do trailers or how do you do that? All right. So one thing I want to clarify is nothing on our final label is borrowed. That's all original artwork. Yeah, we just, yeah. oh, we just borrow to, to yeah. create the concept or whatever, but it's all original. It's all ours. Sure. Sure. Um, so the trailers right now are animatic. So they're using our still images uh, from the bottle and the posters and creating movement with them. So I actually, edited those trailers and, and wrote those and edited those. So that's we're not, cool. we're not going out and shooting trailers at this point. We're not a movie company. That's not our yeah. intention. Right. But you know, we, we, and we'll continue to do new ones and evolve those. And as we put out new products, there'll be one for every product. So yeah, keep doing the trailers, man. I'm so intrigued by these. Like, I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to watch Me these. Too. That's what I'm doing. As soon as this <laughs> I know. Right. I want to watch these. Can we cut this? So I can watch them. No I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, all right. So, so we've talked about, Two of your products, that, that's what you have right now, the, the two? We have the three different, the two Moonlight Mayhems and the Rise of the Robots Rye. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. But um, so what are your plans moving forward? Do you have other ones that you're adding to the mix or is it just going to be those two moving forward or, or what are your plans? Yeah, so so the uh, these products that we have right now, these are our core products. We intend to always have these. Um, there will be sequels to these. Right. So um, that will, you know, vary one way or another. We use it like extended cut as our, our cast strength or our high proof versions. We also have coming down the road remastered, which will be our finished products. Oh, that's a good oh, idea. that's really smart. And then we have uh, producers cut, which is our single barrels. So yeah. depending on how life goes and what happens, Rise of the Robots and Moonlight Mayhem will get different kinds of treatments like that. But we also have completely new products coming as well. So. I'm probably not supposed to talk about this, but um, the first uh, the the first thing that's coming in the spring is actually a store pick single barrel program for Moonlight Mayhem. So uh, I'll actually be in Kentucky next week picking um, the sort of the playing field of all the barrels that we're going to offer as potential single barrels. Charlie and I'll be there together doing that. Nice. Um, and then we have a product we just figured out this morning scheduled for or planned for the fall. And another one for this time next year. So are those going to be recurring products? The one in the fall definitely will be. The one in January is going to be very limited edition, may not recur. All right. Well, the one in January, we may need to have you back on as a sequel to this podcast. All right. Oh, you can even do like a whole sequel thing with it as well for the podcast. industry uh, terms. No, I I love what you're doing. Producers cut or directors cut or or whatever. Yes, but no then, one's doing that. That but, is so. But then uh, what was what was the uh, finished? It was uh, remastered. 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 Yeah, yes, that's yes. great. That's that's brilliant. Right. No, that's. And those, that's... I, I always like to joke because I am so detailed. Those are all trademarks of Filmland Spirits. Ah, <laughs> fair enough. 
I guess we're not using that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's awesome. I love that. I mean, I, I'm a huge movie guy. Yeah, I, huge movie I love guy. movies. I watch movies more than TV shows. Mm-hmm. I, I watch a good mix. Uh, and mm-hmm. I used to travel all the time for work, so I would always just load up my iPad before I got on a plane, TV shows, movies, whatever. And I, I just love movies, man. I, I love them. I don't know what it is. It just transports you somewhere. So, so like the feel of these bottles, the feel of, you know, the stories behind them and everything, what you guys are doing and the stories you're telling and the, the way that you're tying this all back to movies and Hollywood type stuff. It's cool to me. I, I love it. I'm a fan already. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So uh, you already kind of mentioned it, but let's talk about where we can find you. You mentioned Instagram, Facebook, I think, and uh, your website, but go ahead and do those again. Sure, absolutely. So on Instagram, Facebook is just at Filmland Spirits. Um, On the website, it's filmlandspirits.com. And so you go to our online store. We got one online store where you can do merchandise, hats and posters and T-shirts and Filmland tasting glasses. And then the other online store is all for the products themselves. We have a special on there where if you, it's a bundle, we just put this up. So if you click it, you end up saving like 10% or something like that off all three bottles at once. Um, we also did something for you guys, um, for any of your listeners. Um, we have a, a promo code Hunters10. So it's Hunters10, the number's 10, Hunters10. Put that in, you get $10 off every single bottle you buy. And we'll also post that on Instagram. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're listening, Go to Filmland Spirits. What was it? Filmlandspirits.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, order the extended cut. <laughs> order the, yeah, I'll tell you, order the extended cut. If you're in a place you will not that will regret. receive uh, shipment, yeah. order the extended cut. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I, you will not regret it. I'm right. thinking about getting a P.O. box in a state where you got ship it. <laughs> right. <laughs> or just make a Kentucky run. Yeah, right. that works too. And, and we're, we're also, like we said, we're available for local distribution in Kentucky. In Kentucky, we're a little bit uh, on-premise, mostly off-premise, so uh, retail stores, that kind of thing. We're in, like I said, Kroger Wine Spirits. We're in Justin's House of Bourbon. We're in Westport Whiskey and Wine. These are all stores that when I made, Charlie and I were making our pilgrimages to Kentucky, these are all stores we went to to taste. You know, I spent a ton of time in that back room at Westport Whiskey and Wine. We were just there in December. And in fact, when we were there in December, I saw a bottle of the Moonlight Mayhem. I don't think it was the extended cut. It might have been. But I, I did see a bottle, and I pointed it out to Tyler. He just isn't here tonight. But I pointed it out to him, and and uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was pretty funny. Um, but the day we were there, who was there the day we were there? Who was the company? Um, I can't remember their name right now. It wasn't Nashville Barrel. Uh, no. And so they were taking up all our time. We were doing drinks. We were there with uh, the host of Mash and Drum. And okay. so we so we were sitting there uh like he was getting all this attention they were just giving us all these free drinks <laughs> so uh we were we were a little preoccupied and distracted but um now westport whiskey and wine is one of our stops every time we yep. go every time yep, yeah we always make a stop there too. they always have a great uh, selection of uh barrel barrel picks um smart on your half for putting it there so yeah no that's a good, good place that, that's a good place to be for sure yeah we when we started i i would say to the guys i'm like look the stores that we we nerded out and were consumers of for all these years in Kentucky, I can't wait to see our stuff on their shelf, and you know we want to support them as well. So, you know, we definitely there are there are some other places that we've spent a lot of time in in Lexington and in Bardstown that we're working on getting our product as well. Yeah, I think uh, I found out about Westport Whiskey and Wine through the Bourbon Road, who actually did a review of your uh, uh, Moonlight Mayhem about a month ago. Yeah, and Big Chief. We we yep, yep. I sat with Big Chief in Kentucky in October, and we did a podcast. 
Oh nice. yeah, did you? Now he just left. He actually just moved to Texas, so he's now part of uh, the Bourbon Life. So uh, yeah, so he just moved on to that. He got a job uh, somehow with the Coast Guard or whatever, the, uh, a recruiter or something like that. So he just moved to Texas. So he just left the Bourbon Road, and now he's uh, part of the Bourbon Life. So oh, okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, Bourbon Road's still going on. They just uh, lost the big chief. That's all. But. <laughs> He he was a character. I'll tell yeah, you. That. Oh, he, he still is, is a character. Still is, yeah. yeah. And, but we did a podcast with him in uh, Justin's House of Bourbon. Uh, oh, okay. You weren't there actually. That was two years ago. Yeah. yeah when that was a year I couldn't it. go. Yeah. But yeah. So you were talking about earlier how you and your buddies would go on this annual uh, pilgrimage to Kentucky. We do the same thing. Tyler, who's not here tonight, his birthday is uh, basically this right around the same uh, weekend as Repeal Weekend in mm-hmm. Kentucky. So I think his is December 4th and December 5th, I think, is repealed. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So we would go to Kentucky for his birthday. This was our fourth year. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and we call it the Bourbon Trail Blitz because we do it in two days and we hit like 12 distilleries. And yeah. like you were saying, right, you're hitting yeah. like five, six so a day. So when, when you were talking about that, we just looked at each other yeah. like, yeah, we know what Know that doing. feeling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we hit as many as we can. We just hit gift shops. We do a couple of tours. We do a couple of tastings. But for the most part, it's gift shops and then on to the next one. So. Yep. But, yeah, we uh, try and if we've never been there, we try and do a tour of some kind. Or if we've been right. there, we try and then do like – a tour with the, the head distiller or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We don't have that pool yet, but we're, we're working on it. We're slowly getting there. But, <laughs> yeah. Head distillers. We haven't, we haven't quite gotten that. Uh, pool but you yet. know, you know what the, the best is when you, you stumble upon a small distillery and you walk yes. in and you can tell the guy that is scrubbing the tanks and doing everything owns the joint. Yeah. And he just starts talking to you and you sit there and he goes under the sink in the back room and pulls out a jug and he's like, this is the first stuff I ever distilled. And you sit there drinking it with him. I can't tell you how many times that's something like that has happened to us. And those are the best stories and the best adventures. So I've never had that happen to us on our bourbon blitz. But when I've gone with uh, – so I, I go a lot of times on uh, barrel picks with uh, bourbon enthusiasts mm-hmm. and also with uh, with uh, Jason from Mash and Drum. And every time we go down there, they're treated like royalty. Mm-hmm. And we'll go into a back room and they'll pull out some stuff that – you know, it, it's crazy. Every time I go down there with those guys, n- that type of stuff happens. Exactly yeah. what you just said. It's crazy. So, uh, anything that you didn't get to in the episode that you want to get to, I think we're coming up on the hour. So I want to make sure to, you know, uh, be aware of your time, but also just make sure you get everything in that you wanted to get in. No, I, I think we, we did. Uh, you guys are great. I appreciate the time. I appreciate being here. We're just, we're, you know, we're super excited to be on the market. We got so much coming. Um, we appreciate all the support for everybody who, who's already gone out and purchased our products or, you know, participated, but please follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, you can DM us. We're really responsive. I try and get in there at least a couple of times a day and respond to anybody directly oh, myself. Awesome. Or you can yeah, email us cool. at info at filmlandspirits.com and I try and respond myself as much as I can. That's awesome. I think that makes a big difference too when when you actually get oh, yeah. feedback and and you know responsiveness from the people that are actually involved, not just some marketing person that's you know monitoring the the Instagram page or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, I I know Brett said it. I'm going to do it as soon as we're done here, but I'm going to follow you guys. <laughs> Give a follow on Instagram. Um, this Filmland Spirits. I mean, go to their website. Use the uh, ten dollar off code, and that's ten dollars per bottle. Uh, so make sure you do that. Uh, stock up. Yeah, stock up because this is this is good stuff. Agree. I, I really enjoyed this. 
No, Troy. I'll be looking for this in Kentucky when we go. Yeah, I will be too. Troy, thank you for joining us. This has been a nice hour. Um, My not pleasure. Only that, I had a great time. Bourbon? I mean, it's what it's for, right? Right. We sat and talked and drank and just shared Care stories. experiences, yep. So, yeah. Thank you. And um, hopefully we can have you on again here in January. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Love now. to come back. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon.